good. He can't blood, ain't you? God damn it, Ralph. Get out of here. Go on, get. Leave people alone. You'll never come back again. Oh, shut up, Ralph. It's got a death curse. Hello, club members. I'm Chris, and I guess I'm moving to Minnesota soon. Oh my god, that's right. Congrats to oh Chris. Oh my god, you forgot. Yay. You don't care about my life at all. That was literally like three years ago. It was. It was a very long time. Okay, congrats to Chris. Chris got a like bomb residency, and that that's does mean true. he's moving to a different time zone. Again. I can't wait to start timing our episode recording. This is going to be great. We're going to, yeah, we're going to be, it's going to be better than when I was in Oregon, though. But not by much. Better by approximately though. one hour better. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm I'm really proud of you. Was I openly biased towards you coming towards me? Yes. But I did not, unfortunately. You did not. Yeah, chose to return to the frigid north. Yeah, that's a good choice. I'm going to be a golden gopher. Ew. <laughs> Wait, really? That's what they're... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, no. I'm ready for it. I can, I, right. I can, I'm ready for that vibe. That's right, you golden gopher, you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm Kate, and today is the first day in two weeks I've been able to breathe out of both nostrils. So I guess it's a big day for both of us. Oh, my God. It's amazing. <laughs> I'm moving. You're no longer an incubus of disease. <laughs> It's All a, is looking up for both of us. Everyone and in the club just took a big, deep breath. <laughs> oh, thank God. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> and welcome back to the Twinkle Light Christmas Movie Club, where once a no, week we watch a different no, Hallmark Oh, rom-com. you keep trying. No. Chris, if you I tell tried. me to watch A Christmas Prince one more fucking time. <laughs> I tried to say that with a straight face. And I couldn't do it. <laughs> No, you you read your um your Apple iTunes shit right. We are the Nightlight Horror Movie <laughs> Club, and unfortunately, unfortunately, we are still going. Um, every week we review a different horror movie, and we talk all about it. Um, yell at each other a little bit, a lot drink of that. a little wine. Um, mm-hmm. and then we post it for all of you guys to <laughs> <What>? enjoy. <laughs> I just we should do a drunk episode. I, I don't know like if you we, knew this, but every episode is a drunk episode <laughs> for me. Kate has been plastered every single episode for the last year. Oh, my God. You really are. Yeah, I am. Oh. I'm holding up a bottle of wine right Persephone. now. Persephone. Is it? Um, um, it definitely says prophecy, but I'm so glad that <laughs> Minnesota is gaining such a literate resident. Okay. Well, it's blurry. I can't <laughs> okay. see a lot. Excuses, excuses. All right. So um, this is the part of the podcast where I warn you that this is not a spoiler-free podcast. I really hope that that doesn't matter because No, it's this like movie, sour milk. Ooh, spoiled this movie, ass. <laughs> <laughs> this movie um, that we have picked this week. Actually, Chris picked it, kind of. I did pick it. Not kind of. I explicitly chose this movie. You did not. Ex- I you thought gave me we options. were avoiding it. You gave me options. Okay, I guess that's true. Yeah, you gave me options, and um, I chose this one mostly because I have never seen this movie, which I find so startling. I had seen the sequel, and I do need to be specific because there are eighteen of them. I saw the second movie. 
but I have not seen the original. Uh, but did you play the PlayStation 4 game? Obviously. 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 I did. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Th- this week we're doing uh, Friday the 13th. Yeah, like the original Friday the 13th. So Jason Friday actually the 13th. is not really a character. Um, First spoiler. Spoiler, Jason's not really in this movie. <laughs> I was actually super confused. <laughs> I know, yeah, because I, and I know that you had told me that he wasn't in this movie, but I yeah, kind of did just didn't you. believe you. So, but you saw Scream, and in Scream, there's that whole bit with Drew Barrymore where she's getting quizzed by Ghostface, and he's like asking her these quiz questions, and one of them is, "Who's the villain in Friday the Thirteenth?" And she's like, "Jason, Jason, it's Jason." He's like, "Wrong, Jason doesn't show up till the sequel." Right. And then her boyfriend gets killed. So you really need to memorize this fact unless you don't like your boyfriend. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you don't like your boyfriend, actually, just tune out. Just tune out for the next, like, um, two hours and 57 minutes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess we should say, if we're, if we're for people who are new to this podcast. Because yes. we are getting more listeners than we used to. What are we supposed to say? What do you want to say? What this is. Okay. So new <laughs> listeners. Cause, cause who we are have, we? Quite a few of these. So Chris and I are both veterinarians um, who met uh, up at camp. And <laughs> the new listeners are like, what? They're like, wait. <laughs> They're checking their phone. Maybe what I did read this wrong. <laughs> no, Chris and I are two veterinarians with very, very different opinions on horror movies. Um, I despise them. So that's that's one opinion. And I <laughs> I really like them. So obviously we made a podcast. So we're really mm-hmm. happy that you're joining us for this episode on a horror classic 1980s Friday the 13th. I just really can't believe you didn't see it. It is Mm-mm. a horror classic. It is. And I well, to be fair, I hadn't seen Halloween either until this podcast. What? Yeah, I hadn't. That directly goes against what you said in the Halloween episode. Oh, wait, no, I, I had seen <laughs> part of it. We owned the DVD, but I had never like sat down with a bowl of popcorn to watch it. It's always just like glimpses of Jamie Lee Curtis fleeing through a bunch of fake leaves. I mean, that's the whole movie. I don't think you got much more out of it from actually sitting down. I mean, I would agree. But <laughs> for this movie, I knew literally very, very little. I knew that I at least knew it wasn't Freddy Krueger, which is more than half the people who try to watch the movie. Um, I did. I d- was not sure who the villain was. I'll be honest. I will say whenever we were first forming this podcast, when I first called you to bring up the idea of making a podcast... One of the first questions I asked you was, hey, Chris, who is the villain in Friday the 13th? And without missing a beat, you were like, oh, it's Freddy Krueger. And I was like, perfect. <laughs> perfect. perfect. You're perfect for the job. <laughs> you got it, kid. And here we are a year here later. We are. I barely know anything more. You still know nothing. And <laughs> neither of us have changed our opinions on anything. So this podcast is going great. It's going great. We're really it's growing as people. <laughs> Um, but I do think it's kind of fun that you hadn't seen this, so we could sort of explore this one, this franchise I agree. together. I agree. And I'm also, just to um, kind of throw this out here, I'm getting a lot more emails now with suggestions for a bunch of different horror movies that people enjoy, and mm-hmm. a lot of them I haven't seen before. So please keep those emails coming. Yeah, because I mean, I mean, I haven't seen any of them, so it makes zero difference to me. But Chris doesn't respond to those emails. I do. So um anyway, our email is <laughs> nightlight horror respond. movie club. You do. Nightlight horror movie club at gmail.com. Yeah, literally I'll go to sign on and I see that you've responded to an email I've been talking to for a while and you're like, yeah, I don't know what's going on, but my name's Chris. <laughs> Hello. 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 <laughs> I, no further I am questions. Also here. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I have nothing to add to this. Just wanted everyone to Just know that sure I, I am watching. I am always, <laughs> always vigilant. <laughs> anyway, so let's let's go into Friday the 13th because um, yes. I had a really fun time exploring this movie. It, there's there's some meat except for on one this part bone, which I did not like. like oh God, I love saying that. You do love saying it. Mm. So let's start with. There's not a lot of meat on this bone, to be clear. <laughs> this bone is pretty much what you see is what you get with this bone. Okay, that's fair. So we usually start by giving it a genre. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like we already gave it away. I feel like the classic horror, right? So I feel like we that's what we did with Halloween. That's what we did with something else. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to step on any toes. But I'm pretty sure film genre is my thing. So I think. So I'll it's kind of funny, though. Genre. So I love how. Okay, oh, it's kind of funny. I, I love how wait. Kate is like, oh, my God, this is like my thing. When you go back and listen to our first several episodes, it was my job originally to come up with the genre. And she just took it over by like, like episode mm, four. I like that. She's That's like, mine. Mm, actually, I'm going to do this. Hand <laughs> horror. It's my how job are you now. Gonna do- you don't know horror. You get to like bring That's up what Austin Chronicles said. That's why it's Chronicle almost more fun said. for me to come up with the genre. God, yours are terrible. And I'm like, this it. is the genre of hills fighting actual human eyeballs. The crows have eyes. The crows have eyes. <laughs> if you haven't seen Shit's Creek, go watch it. My time and go watch it. Unrelated. Okay, so classic horror is a very, very fair genre. But I but think a more apropos genre would be hereditary to that. Horror. <laughs> Tell me that Cheap I don't win sound this effect battle. Horror. <laughs> derivative <laughs> horror. No, it can't be derivative if it was the original. So <laughs> if there's nothing that came of this movie, which we'll talk about it, but a lot of crap came from this movie. <laughs> a lot. Came from this movie. So that's my oh, genre yeah. for this and that's movie. In, that's been in every major blockbuster film since. I mean, if you listen really closely Pride to and Prejudice. Marvel, like, Avengers Endgame, like, that's the entire soundtrack <laughs> just, like, sped Endgame. up and slowed down. <laughs> I'm pretty sure if you play back Iron Man's speech, it's just <laughs> backwards. <laughs> oh, my God. So I'm going I'm to stand by that. If anyone has any other opinions, I you can I fully respect know. that. Thank yes. you. So, like we said, this is Friday the, Friday the 13th from 1980. This is the original Friday the 13th. Um, I didn't know much about this movie, like I've said, but I, mm-hmm. I did some research. So the director is Sean Cunningham and the writer is Victor Miller. None of that math matters, but I'm pretty sure they're doing quite well for themselves now. None of um, that math? What math? <laughs> none of that matters. <laughs> Just saying none of that math. <laughs> um, in the cast, we have Kevin Bacon... And then and a bunch other of nobodies. unnamed sexy counselors. <laughs> exactly. Actually, I so that's what I thought at first. I was like, oh, it's Kevin Bacon and others. But I did. <laughs> I actually did some research into them. So one of them, which is Bill, who makes it pretty far before getting arrowed 80 times in the body. So Bill's name is, as an actor, is Harry Crosby. Who and, is, um, who, yeah. Yeah, I yeah so this. he's very famous now for being a hotshot investment banker. But mostly for being Bing Crosby's son. Right. I mean, that that's, as far as I could tell, his entire claim to fame. Yes. But but he did get this, this acting gig entirely on his own. Incredible. So, like, one, one of the main characters, I forget, oh, God, what's her name? The blonde one who makes it the longest, who lives. 
Oh God, what is her name? It does her not real name matter. or her character name? Either does not matter. But neither. she she got the gig. Um, the one who makes it, she got the gig from a family connection. And mm-hmm. Harry Crosby, I don't know how many other Crosbys people know, but he pretended that he was just Joe Schmo coming out of the woods to audition for this movie, and mm-hmm. he got it. And I think he did a great job. So. Fair enough to um, Harry Crosby. Also, another mm-hmm. one of the unnamed sexy counselors was in Angels of America, Angels in America. <laughs> and oh. was also a, a frequent guest director at Juilliard. So like, my All bad, right. you guys. <laughs> yeah, so they're doing fine. Sorry. And here like, we I'm thought s- Kevin Bacon was the big I know. shit. <laughs> <laughs> I know. He's like, um, I'm employed at Juilliard, He's so like, I'm, I'm doing all right. Kevin's like, I'm going to be in the Tremors movies, so y'all can So watch back. out. <laughs> Oh, Does man. Tremors count Poor as horror? Kevin Bacon. Are we going to do Tremors? Well, that remains to be seen. All right. That's so fair. the the budget for this bacon movie. Bacon horror. Bacon horror. God. Okay. I will let us do Footloose just so we can use bacon <laughs> horror. <laughs> okay. Perfect. Dance horror. Dance horror. So the budget oh my God. for this We movie. could also do um, Slumber Party Massacre 2, and that would also qualify. Night Trap. Oh my god! If you haven't s- listened to that episode, just know that the sequel is a musical, like a straight just go, up musical. Go treat yourself. So, oh god. for Friday the Thirteenth, I, I always go into budget and return on investment because that's interesting to me. But I don't know the budget for this movie, it's interesting, was um, six hundred thousand dollars. And so, to give a little bit of a comparison, that's still real cheap, even yeah. for the times. It's really, really cheap. Halloween, so this movie came out in 1980. Halloween came out in 1978. Mm-hmm. And their budget was like $300,000. So this is like double the budget. But er, this was after Halloween, and I'll get into it, but very clearly trying to rip off of Halloween. So they oh they were <laughs> looking into it. But it's they were so very subtle. Oh my God, not subtle. And they were very willing to like put the money down because they know that there's the market for it. So they put down double their oh, yeah. money. And they got back about $60 million, which is pretty equal to Halloween. Um, that's a, a pretty sweet return on investment. Yeah, not bad. Not that's bad. that's just this movie, not that's the franchise. just this movie. So again, the franchise. We know that there are other Friday the 13th movies. Even, even before I looked into it, I knew there were a lot. I didn't know how many there were. Oh my God, so many. There are 12. There are 12 Friday the 13th movies. And again, that's just the movies because there are also a few novels. There's a video game, as Chris has mentioned. And again, they could not get these sequels out fast enough. So like this movie came out in 1980. The sequel came out in 1981. Third one, 1982. The 1984, the 1985, the 1986. Oh, it's our yearly Friday the 13th movie. Yes. Ugh. Do they even come out on Friday the 13th? No, I bet not. There can't be that many of those. Because then oh, you're having point. like a horror movie coming out in like April. And like, who cares? <laughs> who the fuck cares? <laughs> Happy Easter. Oh my God. Jason versus the Easter Bunny. Take my money. I'm sure it's happened. It's oh, buried somewhere in one of those sequels. He goes to space at one point, right? Oh, I can't wait. Okay. So now's a good time to talk about it. So we can't, obviously, we can't possibly dive into all of these sequels. But no. if I may, Chris. Yes. I do want to touch briefly on a few of my favorite lines that I've pulled verbatim from the official wiki pages. Is that okay? Awesome. Perfect. <laughs> Great. All right. I'm going to go ahead and start at Friday the 13th, part seven. The new blood. It's 
that's where I would start as well. It's obvious. <laughs> so Friday the 13th, part seven, the new blood begins an indeterminate length of time after Jason lives. Jason is resurrected again, this time by the telekinetic Tina Shepard, who is trying to resurrect her father. But so let's just keep instead, moving forward. Like as a consolation mm. prize? Or what? As an oopsie, I think. So keep, let's just keep <laughs> moving forward. So Jason is resurrected again in Friday the 13th, Part 8. Jason takes Manhattan. Jason is resurrected by an underwater electrical cable. He follows a group of students on their senior class cruise to Manhattan. Let's you know, just keep think, pushing through. I'm pretty through sure that's a subplot to Sex in the City. I'm pretty sure. I think I've seen that episode. Yeah. Friday the 13th part. I think this is part six. Jason lives. It begins with Tommy visiting Jason's grave after being released from another mental institution. Tommy inadvertently resurrects Jason with a piece of the fence surrounding the cemetery acting as a lightning rod. So we're Onward just like we constantly go. shocking this man back to life? Correct. Jason X, 2001. It takes place in the future. When Jason has again been inexplicably resurrected. Again, this is verbatim from the wiki pages. A scientist, Rowan LaFontaine, decides that cryonic suspension is the only method of stopping him. But Jason breaks free and kills the army personnel guarding him before he can be again imprisoned. So I love very much the different ways that writers resurrect Jason to continue the franchise. But I think it's pretty equally hilarious when they don't try at all. And they just start the script with, he is again resurrected. (laughs) And he's back to life. Doesn't really matter why, but here you go. (laughs) And there are some teenagers and just like, we come out on Saturday. So just, yeah. (laughs) Um, And of course I would be remiss if I didn't talk about the most important movie in the franchise. I think you know which one that is. It's Freddy versus Jason. Oh, obviously. Yes. The nightmare on Elm street crossover that changed the world. I mean, I've heard of it. I haven't heard of most of these other ones. So, so this is actually th- this one. Th- so the sequel, the first sequel is the only one I had seen before we talked. But I had also seen Freddy versus Jason. Beautiful. <laughs> Unsurprisingly. So um, it's fantastic and everyone should go watch it. It's a work of art. But I'm really glad you hadn't watched it because I don't think we would ever cross that Freddy Jason confusion. We would still be in limbo to this day. Which one? Who the sweater. was it? <laughs> And again, I read these out. I'll read all of these out to Nick, my fiance. And he said, I'm pretty sure you could get a camera and tell a bunch of teen actors to start stabbing each other and you would get a positive return on your investment. It's very possible. And he's right. It's he's true. so right. Oh, my God. We could, we, I mean, we've talked about this before on this podcast, though. Like, we could make a horror movie. I think we could do it. I could act better than everybody in this movie. Absolutely. Same. And I am not an actor. <laughs> no. no, I am not an actor. I am not. So I'm confused. And here's my confusion. Oh, there are so many places to get confused. My confusion is that this this franchise has done very well. Oh, very, very and well. Yeah, as far as I can tell from a like a like a reception point of view, people hate these movies. Critics hate them. Oh my god, critics <laughs> like, hate them so dermatologists much. Dermatologists hate them. Dermatologists hate this one nifty trick. We hate him. He just keeps regenerating. <laughs> <laughs> Age scientists hate him. 
No, like I have, I didn't, so I specifically don't dive into critic reception because I know that's your bag. Yeah. But that's my I bag. do know that they hated it. Okay. So, I mean, let, let's get into that for just a little bit. So. Oh, please do. The original. So Friday the 13th, the movie that we watched and are now currently reviewing. What do you think IMDb gave it as a score? Is it a movie with a seven? Yeah. Or is it not? Yeah, it's a movie. No, no. Five and a half. Five and a half. Wow, you went from it's a movie to absolute fail. What did it get? 6.5. So not... Again, arbitrary and useless. (laughs) Just like all of IMDb. It's completely meaningless. (laughs) Um, But the thing that I find really interesting is the tomato meter actually on this one. Because when you look for um, Friday the 13th tomato meter score, you can look at all of the Friday the 13th movies at the same time. Oh, that's fascinating. So there's, I haven't actually counted them. One, two, three. There are 12 four. sequels. So there's 12 sequels. The 12 in total. 12 total. So 12 movies. Okay. So how many of them do you think you got a splatted tomato? And how many think got a ripe tomato? I think every single one of them deserves a splatted tomato. But how many of them do you Except think? Except for Jason X, which takes place in the future, which I have not seen, but I assume has 110% on Rotten Tomatoes. It does not. I'll tell you that right now. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, so. The- wait, wait, wait. Mm-hmm. Does Jason 2 have a positive tomato or like a not crushed tomato? No, it doesn't. Oh, damn it. They're all splatted, aren't they? So only one of the movies has a ripe tomato. Oh, give me multiple choice. Okay. Your options are Friday the 13th, the 2009 version. Which one is that? Oh, like the remake? That's the most recent remake. Okay. Um, Friday the 13th, <laughs> part seven, the new blood. It's not that one. Or Friday the 13th, part three. Wait. I didn't think <laughs> Did you not include the right one? I didn't. <laughs> I sort of forgot what I was doing. Uh, we're just listening random Jason movies. I just wanted people to know. Okay, okay. so okay, so the only the one. The good news is you have a shitload of sequels to choose from. We can do this all night with multiple choice. Okay, so okay, is it Friday the Thirteenth, the final chapter, which is only the fourth movie in the franchise? <laughs> Man, the investors were really cashing in their chips there. <laughs> or is it Friday the 13th Part 5 right after A New Beginning? <laughs> okay. So like, oh, well, we finished that book. Let's just Oh, wait, crap. <laughs> Friday the 13th Part 8, Jason Takes Manhattan. Not that one. Or That one was mostly shots on a cruise because they couldn't afford to actually shoot in Manhattan. They later learned. So which one do you think it is? Wait, wait, so it's one of those. Which one do you, do you think? Oh, shit. Okay. Um, we have the the third one. Mm-hmm. And then Jason Takes Manhattan. And then... Final chapter and a new beginning. I'm going to go with final chapter. No, I was kidding. It's none of those either. So the only <laughs> one... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> the only one that got a ripe tomato is this one, the original. Oh, so it's just a nostalgia tomato. I guess. Because this is a bad movie. <laughs> 
Okay, opinions are loose. Oh my God, you went there already? I went there. I'm sorry. To be clear, I love this movie. All right, you're already confusing me. Okay, I, <laughs> I know, I know. Try to keep up. Oh so God, I love this one movie. called Jason Goes to Hell, The Final Friday. I and know. And it's still not the last movie. It's not done. Oh, they're not done until all of the earth is burned. <laughs> they will not quit. It's incredible. So I, okay, opinions. I love this movie. Mm-hmm. But There's you one particular it. scene that I don't want to get into. I think you know, probably know which one it is that I really hated. I absolutely know which one it is. Mm-hmm. I really, really hated it, and I it almost ruined the movie for me, but we'll get into it later, and I do not want to let it ruin this podcast, but it, it really bothered me. Yeah. But the rest of the movie was everything I was hoping it would be and more. It's still garbage. Oh, undoubtedly. But it was made in the 80s. Undoubtedly. It was made... Like, it's garbage <laughs> in a... This movie was made in 1980s kind of way. It's a... I... Like, the most... Delightful garbage, as is one of my new phrases that mm. I use for these movies. It is the most delightful garbage. It really is. Will I watch it again? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I will. <laughs> mm-hmm. Am I going to defend anyone calling it trash? Never. <laughs> so, okay. So my next question for you then is... Uh-huh. Which which movie do you think got the worst rating? <laughs> oh. I'm going to need multiple choice again. Okay. Your options are... No, it's just going to take too much time. Give me two. Give me two. Okay, your options are it's either um, Jason Goes to Hell, Final Friday, or mm-hmm. uh, Jason Takes Manhattan. Manhattan. Yeah, it's Manhattan. Yeah. So Manhattan, I know for a fact that they got the movie rights and they were like, let's do it. And then they're like, wait, we have $10. Oops. And so they just filmed all of it on like a random cruise ship. Oh, my God. They don't really make it to Manhattan for most of the movie. Oh, my God. Rotten Tomatoes lists Rob Hedden as the director twice for that movie. He's like, he did it twice. He's and, like, I did that movie. But So that one got an 8%. Ouch. Which is okay. not right. So, but the movie That's that we're reviewing today, movies. so 1980, Friday the 13th, um, mm-hmm. that, the critics give it a 62%, and the audiences give it a 60%, which is pretty solid i mean it's not great but it's a up upright that tomato won't poison you it won't kill you immediately (laughs) would i pick it of the bunch of tomatoes no No, i would not i would not (laughs) but i survived that tomato however so freelance um critics so out there you know news pamphlets and things movie pamphlets yes (laughs) i always look out for my movie pamphlets every week um, so Metacritic, compile, Metacritic compiles them and gives them a total score of 22, which is not great. Out of? out of That's out of 100, 100? Kate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so of all, the, um, of all the like journalism reviews that contribute to the Metacritic, not a single one of them was positive. Mm-hmm. This is for this movie that we have just watched. Correct. Yes. All right. And the worst review on the critic side is a zero is out Austin of 100. Chronicle? And it's by zero. the Chicago Tribune. And they say, quote, a disgusting, artless shocker, a cruel film that offers teenage girls in peril as well as a gruesome beheading only for sickies. Today I learned that I'm a sickie. You're a sickie. <laughs> 
they obviously weren't paying attention because like a lot of teenage boys get their due. Yeah, that's so. That true. machete is doesn't care what's under your pants. It really you're getting doesn't. macheted. Although not very many people actually get macheted. I do like one of the uh, things to appreciate about this movie is that each person gets killed in a a unique and personal way. I mean, that's fair. All right, so should we just dive into this movie a little bit? Because I do think uh, I have so many fun facts to talk about. Some meat on this bone. What do you want to talk about? Ah, uh, oh, so many things. I have so many things to talk about. All right, where do you want? So to again, start? this movie was, um, you know, it's it's what you think it is, and I enjoyed it mm-hmm. a lot. So like, don't come at me. I really enjoyed it. Don't come at but me. But I really, I'm, I mostly enjoyed looking up stuff about it because it's, it's like, it's a hellscape it's like a hellscape but it's also like this great ancient grandmother of this insane family that has taken over horror it's it's like i respect it like i'm like i fear it and i respect yeah, it like so i was I, mm-hmm. so i i spent a lot of time looking stuff up about it so um one thing i found out that honestly makes a lot of sense after watching the movie is that they started with the name first in the the plot second correct yeah <laughs> literally he was so just like, like you know what the 13th? A movie called friday the 13th <laughs> he's like does anyone have that no okay and then he like ran to his lawyer <laughs> patent that so yeah so but the original plan was that they were gonna release these discontinuous original horror movies like episodically every year and so like they would have teens like go to the cinemas every year to see the latest friday the 13th which frankly is a brilliant idea and has kind of taken over netflix it's like episodic black mirror type of yeah thing Mm -hmm. and would have been brilliant but one of the producers insisted that Jason Voorhees be involved, which made sense to nobody because Jason Voorhees was barely in the movie, as we will discuss. Yeah. Um, but, and I would have, if I was on that panel, I would be chewing my cigar being like, you're an idiot. But obviously I would have eaten my words because that decision made that man a lot of money. <laughs> made him so much money. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of the Friday the 13th behind the title story because if you watch this movie, they don't, it doesn't have anything to do with Friday the 13th. 13? literally nothing they don't even mention it they do they shoehorn it in one line oh i literally missed it i did not notice as did all of america so they shoehorn it in the end and i think it's mrs Voorhees who says it and she's like also it's a full moon and it's Friday the 13th and we're like wow because they forgot they forgot <laughs> they're like they almost done filming the, 13th. Fuck, the title they're like, oh god damn it <laughs> go back get back in there get back in the scene we're re-saying that Put your head back on. Put your hat back on. So they almost forgot to mention the title. Um, And it was one of the producers that said, um, as cool as the title may be, like without at least one reference to the script, it's kind of stupid. So at one point they say like, it's a full moon. It's Friday the 13th. Because one producer remembered. Oh yeah. We named the movie some kind of weird. (laughs) Yes. Like literally Uh. they, they had this graphic and and it's in the movie of like, the words Friday the 13th smashing through a pane of glass. Yeah. And they like, ran, before they made the movie, they like ran to the newspapers and they printed this graphic everywhere with like the tagline, the scariest movie ever. And they literally hadn't made it yet, people. Like they were. No, they hadn't made it yet. They were very confident. They were like, Halloween made how much money? <laughs> Hold <laughs> oh, on. Shit. <laughs> Step aside. And that was the whole thing. Because like the director, what was his name again? Uh, Cunningham? Yeah. 
It was Sean Cunningham. Yeah, it was him and Victor Miller. So Victor Miller is the he one wrote who it. wrote Victor it. Victor Miller wrote it. Mm-hmm. And the two of them, I mean, so I watched one of the exceedingly numerous documentaries on this movie. I did not know there were documentaries. Like, why are there so many? Because people love this there's movie. There's almost as many as there are sequels. It's incredible. That's really impressive. <laughs> I just imagine the actors like, oh, you want to interview me for another one of those? Okay. Kevin sure. Bacon's like, I'm doing fine. I'm still fine. Please don't bring that movie up <laughs> yeah. again. But so they're ridiculous, right? So Victor Miller, mm-hmm. the, the, writer, the writer, he so many times just blatantly admits that he went into this writing process with one singular intention, which was to replicate Halloween. Halloween. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. he was like, he was like, oh, well, he, you know, Cunningham and I were, we were like, oh, let's write a really scary movie. And he was like, well, I, I don't really watch scary movies. He doesn't watch scary movies, Kate. So he was like, let me just base it off of what I do know. So, so he naturally based he watched off of Halloween. A couple successful Halloween movies, like not Halloween movies, a couple successful horror movies, which up mm-hmm. at, to that point was, well, that would be Halloween. That's it, just Halloween. <laughs> That's it. And so like in context. You mean people will pay to watch sexy teens be slaughtered? Yeah. Oh damn! Damn, I can do transformative that. transformative time. The '70s. It's really not hard, and he had he had a whole formula for how a, what a horror movie is supposed to have. It's supposed to have young adults in a exposed situation. Um, that is such a great way to put it. Them getting killed one by one in gruesome ways. Um, there's supposed to be an underlying moral fiber of if you're if you have sex, you die. Um, and it's super funny because, like, in the same documentary, Cunningham, the director, is like, you know, I never bought into that whole sexual moralism thing. I don't think, like, that's not what we're going for. Like, it's not the whole you Did he not watch his And then movie? literally cut to Al- Victor Miller. He's like, yeah, so I knew from Halloween, if you have sex, you die. Therefore, I put in the movie, <laughs> if you have sex, you die. Like, I'm sorry, but of all movies that have ever been made, this one explicitly states that fact it actually says it you're right like, it's it's an actual line yes <laughs> like mrs Voorhees is like oh yeah 100 percent. i killed them because they fucked. oh yeah it's because they were having sex yeah and like and like the only person who lives so spoiler again the literally one person survives this movie the virgin and it's the only it's the only girl who not only didn't have sex but, you know, turned down a guy. You know, she was saving herself. She was being pure. Mm-hmm. Thank God. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Mrs. Voorhees would have had a machete in her throat. So, I mean, this movie was inherently and completely derivative. And, you know, we can argue about how all art is inherently derivative. I'm not going to argue But that. I don't want to get really into boring. that. But no one does. I will say one thing. That even though this movie is a complete ripoff of Halloween, it does Halloween better than Halloween. So much better than Halloween does. Woo! All right, we we agree, right? We at least agree on that. I agree. I, mean, I agree so much. When when we went and watched Halloween way back at the beginning, this is what I thought it was gonna be like action packed and like crazy people actually dying and blood, like people getting their throats slit. Yeah. And instead, I got. Leaves. A man with, I got leaves and I got a man with a sheet on his head. Yes. With holes poked out. 
and I'm not gonna I'm not starting that fight again again how the the newest Halloween was life-changing for me and I loved it but that's actually kind of relevant because so this movie obviously sparked a franchise clearly fucking yeah so it sparked this huge franchise and it was the highest grossing horror franchise of all time including Halloween and it came after Halloween Mm -hmm. um because like I said they were churning out movies it was like 80 81 82 84 85 86 Mm -hmm. they were churning them out they didn't care what they were about and they were making money back people were coming to see them and so they were the highest grossing horror movie franchise until the recent Halloween that was released in 2018. Oh, and then they which shot mm-hmm, up. that pushed Michael Myers to the top. Yeah. Oh wow. So this is no longer the highest grossing franchise, but it was until 2018, which is kind of saying something to be the highest grossing franchise from 1980 to 2018. That's pretty. So impressive. Halloween has it's really impressive. So Halloween has really only been the highest grossing franchise for like a year. And that's kind of amazing that it, it it was still beating out all of those more newer films like Paranormal Activity and, you know, mm-hmm. um, The Conjuring Universe. I don't know if that counts yep. as a franchise or not. It, it does, but The Conjuring Universe only had three movies. Yeah, I guess so. But they were this all newer. I don't know. Okay, so no doubt they were probably better. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone's contesting that. <laughs> But if really, Jason like, hits Manhattan. You don't think that was <laughs> right? But like now that all right, so that obviously came out when I was like a toddler. But like as a person who has like disposable income, if I see, all right, guys, it's Jason goes on vacation and it's set in Hawaii and it's twenty five dollars a ticket. I'm like worth it, and I'm going. You're disgusting. <laughs> I know this, and the Jason people know this. And that's why this movie works. And it's so franchisable. And they did such a great job. And I'm just really impressed with them. Like, even if I had not seen the movie, just reading about this stuff, I'm just really impressed from a business standpoint. Oh, yeah. They did very well. They knew how they, to sell They cashed in. Oh, they did so good. Mm-hmm. And I, I love even more that, like, the critics hated it. Like, as as you might have mentioned. Go, go ahead. Talk about it a little bit. I mean, I think people were disgusted with this movie because i mean coming off of the success of halloween halloween was a very scary movie for people at the time because it was pretty much Mm -hmm. just like an anticipate like it was an anticipation type thriller right there was very little gore associated with that oh there's there's like no blood right oh my god like we stabbed the girl at the very beginning hundreds of times no blood oh no blood not not a drop and then this movie comes out and they really, re- they really return on what they promised, right? Like, they, people ran screaming out of the previews for this movie. You really? Know? Yeah, people were like really sickened and disgust- disgusted by this movie. And I can only imagine. I didn't look into it, but I, I can only imagine how like the various mothers of America type organizations responded to a movie like this. Oh, thank God the internet wasn't around. I wonder. I didn't actually look into this, and I wish I had. Now, did summer camps? tank because of this movie they must have oh no no way or did they go up <laughs> i'm sure they went up well for one thing so this movie was filmed at a boy scouts campsite in new jersey yes yeah and the only reason they got to do that is because they donated like a buttload of money to the boy scouts of america turns out that's all it takes i mean moral of life money talks money talks they're like oh you want to kill how many sluts on this campus all right. That'll be about $20. <laughs> 20 bucks a head. Next. 
But yeah, this movie did not do well critically. Um, because people were grossed out by it, mostly. They were really grossed out. And to go back to Halloween, I was shocked at how many critics were obsessed Loved with Halloween. It. Loved it so much. And again, a lot of our club members love it and like to each their own. But critics universally hated this movie. They were like, oh, like it's all about murdering teens. There's no plot or character development. Like each film is like indistinguishable indistinguishable from the last. And I'm like, yeah. And like that's all fair. (laughs) Like all of that is true. Nobody doesn't know that. (laughs) No one. Yeah. No one thought this was like artsy. Right. Yeah. All the directors lifted their monocles and wept into their golden handkerchiefs. (laughs) Boo hoo. My artistic integrity. <laughs> yeah, which like, from the beginning, as we've discussed, there was no artistic integrity associated with this movie, except Mm-mm. for, and we will get in it, Tom Savini. That man t- is incredible. He was the special was effects Tom guy. He did. Oh, like- so I hate him. Oh, you hate him? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Tell me. Or is it too early? It's too early. I'll tell you later. Okay. But yeah, I fucking hate him. This will be interesting, folks. Mm -hmm. So should we just like start talking about like break down the movie a little bit? Let's talk about the movie. Okay. So as we've sort of loosely discussed, this movie takes place deep, deep in the backwoods of New Jersey. Um, (laughs) So we open in on a um, young, naive girl who says hello to You're a dog opening too We're early. to nope, like her because nope, of that. Nope, 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 What? You're missing the prologue, my friend. Oh, right. I, miss it. I missed a murder. You missed two murders. 1958, summer camp, Camp Crystal Lake. We got Barry. We got Claudette. They're singing Kumbaya as, you know, teenagers Almost do literally. at camp. <laughs> they are literally singing Kumbaya and they sneak away from camp. And they're snuggling up to each other. They're having sex in a lot. Starting to get real comfy. They d- they're not having sex. They're fully clothed, but they're skitting real They're dry snuggly. humping in a loft. Basically mm. sex. You're ruining my deliveries? <laughs> Before they can undress, an unseen assailant sneaks into the room, into the loft, and murders them both. So I was really confused as they were getting murdered because... As I'm sure they were, yes. <laughs> because when he stands up and he's like oh i'm sorry we weren't about to have sex or whatever like i'm a i think that's the straight up dialogue so the people watching this movie for the very very first time knowing nothing would not have thought weird i guess but i thought this movie was about jason Voorhees, the guy in the um mask with the machete and stuff and so if that man walked up into the loft i wouldn't be like oh i'm so sorry we weren't having sex like I would have oh, just okay, started screaming, right? Fair and so enough. I was super confused. Mask I was like, why is he reacting more scared? Like, why is it a shock so, to him that he's about to get murdered? So here's the thing, though. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. Jason's the villain not the murderer. Is, Jason's not the murderer. The villain is Mrs. Voorhees, his mother. Yes. So if, an, if a sweet old blonde lady came up into a loft where I was trying to take my clothes off, wielding a machete... I still wouldn't have responded quite as jovially as he did. I don't think she killed him with a machete, though, did she? Some kind of blade. I'm pretty sure she did. I don't remember. but It freeze frames on the on the woman. But it does Claudette. make more sense in hindsight why the people were less responsive to seeing her. 
and it's a it's a theme yeah. throughout the throughout the movie like mur- the murder victims who do see her don't always react super scared and it's probably because they're like oh who's this kind young new england woman so i am embarrassed to say all right so i know that the person who portrayed mrs Voorhees is very very famous mm-hmm. i i don't know her very well she's very famous and she's about her okay well i know she was famous for being like a like a white bread you know typical suburban mom mm-hmm. vibe Mm-hmm. And that's why she was, they were like, oh, thank God we can cast this actress. She was kind of famous. Yeah. And she took the gig because she, she was traveling from New Jersey yeah, to New York City. <laughs> yeah. She's traveling to New York City um, for stage acting and she, her car was a wreck and they were like, okay, to fix your car, you need like X amount of dollars. And um, then she got this garbage script <laughs> from her agent and it was like, it's for X amount of dollars. And she's like, well, I'll fix my car. So Perfect. she did it, likely assuming that nobody would see it. Oops. Oops. <laughs> Ruined her. Like people. Oh, that was another thing. Like a ton of the early critics were furious at her specifically because she had an image about her. And like now by tainting her image with this disgusting film, it, what has that taught our children? Why are your children watching this movie? I have no idea, Kate, but that was the argument. They were like, very disappointed in her. Oh, boo. I know. I She's know. She's my favorite part of this movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we got two dead teens in a loft. And now we jump to modern day. Modern day meaning 1980. Yeah. And it's Friday, June 13th. We got a bright-eyed, bushy-tailed young woman named Annie. And she's entering this diner. She's got a backpack on her and she's asking for directions to Camp Crystal Lake. <gasps> and the patrons are like, what? I thought Camp Blood Camp closed what? down. Camp Blood? And then she's like, whatever. Moosey's away, not taking a hint. She's literally so, unfazed by this reaction. She's like, <laughs> shrugs. Okay. Walks away. Mm-hmm. We have the classic creepy gas station soothsayer. <laughs> classic. Warning her not to go up there in them hills to Camp Blood. Oh, they're all doomed up there. She's like, shrug, a whale. I'm going to go be the cook at Camp Crystal Lake. This is the second hint she's got. Yeah, they lay the foreshadowing on real thick. And again, this, this is heavy foreshadowing that has become so classic to the horror franchise. It has become a parody. Absolutely. Think Cabin in the Woods, that soothsayer dude. You haven't seen Cabin I in the haven't. Woods? Your, your oh, words Chris. mean okay. nothing to me. <laughs> Our club members know what I'm talking about. You know that guy, guys. The cabin in the woods. Mm-hmm. And he's got, we all he's know. got his gas station. And he's got his dip. And he's spitting in. You know what I'm talking about. Chris doesn't. Uh-huh. He's not in the loop. Okay. But he's like, I don't go up on our camp. are doomed. And she's like, whatever. And hitchhikes. Because that used to be safe. Was it? Or did people just not, not know about guys. how not safe it was? So it's it's like when your parents are like, serial killers didn't exist when I was a kid. It's like, no, media was just less permeative. <laughs> Correct, Chris. Correct. Yes. Ugh. The 70s was full of Ted Bundys, but no one likes to talk about that. So she just hitchhikes her way with this guy who actually turns out to be a nice person. Hitchhiker number one does. Yeah. Ironically, he does. So he's like, yeah, I'll get you halfway to Camp Crystal Lake. Oh, P.S. You remember that young boy that drowned there in 57? And then a year later, those two teens got murdered. Probably not a problem, but I wouldn't go there if I were you. Anyway, here's your exit. Bye. 
And she's like, okay, cool, thanks. Not even blinking twice about it. Literally does not care. She pops out. And then she's like, well, I'm halfway there. Better get another ride because that last hitchhike went so great. So I'm safe. Sticks your thumb out. Gets in a car. They don't show you the driver, which is not great. It's literally the movie. first sign that something bad's about to happen. It's a death sentence. So she's just babbling to this unseen driver. And she, they drive past the campsite while she's just babbling. And she's like, isn't that where I'm supposed to get off? He, The person hits the gas. And she, Charlie Angels rolls out of the moving vehicle and flees into the woods. And the driver chases her. You never see this assailant and then slits her neck with a bowie knife yeah with excellent um like fake skin neck slicing with the blood like like the latex seconds later (laughs) yeah but it's still better than halloween because there was actually a murder because there was blood so (laughs) you're not a gore person i'm honestly not either no but I appreciated the score because at least they tried. At least they tried. Like the special effects weren't great. But again, it's the 80s. I can move past that. But again, this is what I expected from these old slasher films. Slashes. Slashes, yes. <laughs> you know? So like. Simply put. I, w- I was with it. I wasn't scared and I appreciated the effort. So. Mm-hmm. I, I Hall- was okay. I'm going to stop dissing Halloween. I can't. But I can't. But Halloween didn't give me those slashes. And I think, and it might have been me, and I, I understand that. I was anticipating slashes and I just did not get them. No, but absolutely. Because like, this is the aesthetic I thought the this era of horror films was. And because yeah, they were like, all essentially based on Halloween, I assumed it would be similar. Yeah. Well, we have the, we have the top three, right? We have Nightmare on Elm Street and we have Friday the 13th, both of which are very slasher based. And mm. we have Halloween, which is... Let's face it, just Jamie Lee Curtis babysitting a kid. So, like, mm. if you want to fight me, again, our email address <laughs> is nightlighthorrormovieclub at gmail.com. And I'm happy to talk with you further about this. I know there are people who are very interested in that. Mm-hmm. So, hit me up and I, I want to talk about it. Yeah. So, we, yeah, we, we'll stop talking about Halloween because mm-hmm. listen to that. Moving right along. If you want to get angry. Yes, moving right along, Annie's dead. So back at the camp, she's very dead. We have the other counselors, Kevin Bacon and and others, (laughs) (laughs) company, and they're you know priming. They're doing nothing. I don't know what they're doing. They're not okay. They're doing camp stuff. One of them pretends to drown, which is a fun party trick. Mm -hmm. And then they start to have a few like incidents um that start to happen oh and then we have the moment that makes me hate our special effects director what's his name again uh tom savini yeah so you can thank him for the snake scene (gasps) oh my god yeah Mm -hmm. so okay so they're in the they're in one of the bunk cabin things right and um a snake is in there right and it scares them all and one of the counselors he takes a machete and he cuts the snake's head off he cuts it in half he cuts it in half but it was an actual snake yeah and that's super fucked up so again it's 1980 
I know where their special effects are at. So I'm watching this scene. It's actually kind of funny at first because it's them grossly overreacting to this snake mm-hmm. in the cabin. And I'm like, that's kind of funny because like one of them runs in and is like, ah, what do I do? And I'm like, ah, that's funny as a snake. And then he takes a fucking machete mm-hmm. and he cuts the snake in half. And you watch it happen and you say, that's not a fake snake. Yeah. Because I just saw you slit a girl's throat and it was fake as shit. Fake as shit. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. far too realistic. It's horrible. And there are a bunch of different accounts. Like there are people who say, oh, there was like a, it was an owned animal and there was like a snake handler sobbing on the outside of this shot. Obviously that sounds pretty ridiculous and I cannot find anything corroborating that. What does make sense and what has been put forward is that Tom Savini was filming in this cabin and there was actually a snake in it. Because yeah, and it scared him. And it scared him. And he's like, oh, you know what would be great? If we killed it. <laughs> what an asshole. What a fucking asshole. He was like a big deal for them to get for this movie, though. Like he was, um, not that that excuses his behavior or makes him a good person. But like he Obviously was, he, not, like, The yeah. movie basically was on his shoulders because, it, mm-hmm. Lord, it wasn't on Victor Miller's, the writer. Like that man did nothing. He basically just rewrote Halloween and he wrote the script in two weeks. He's like, good enough. Here you go. And it was and, good And it enough. shows, Miller. <laughs> it shows. Well, yeah. Um, but I do much. think this movie like basically hinges almost entirely on its special effects. So it does. He's a good special effects artist. Bad person. Yeah. That wasn't a special effect. That was just. Um, it was just cruel. Killing an innocent animal. Right. On screen. And I will be honest, and it's it's not just because I'm like a vet or any crap like that. It's because I'm a human person, right. and we don't do that in 2019. I saw that, and I paused it, and I had to like take a moment and like look it up, and I was like, was that actually a real snake? Because that sure looked like the insides of a real snake, and it was a real, it was a real snake. And how freaking horrible is that? So the truest story I can come across is that they were filming it, and Tom Savini saw a snake, and he said, oh great, let's like machete it in half no that's awful which is horrible so vet rant um you guys all know the no animals were harmed in the making of this film disclaimer that like the american humane association has Mm -hmm. after movies right you know what i'm talking Mm -hmm. about yeah so you know after like war movies you kind of wait afterwards to watch (laughs) that to make sure that horses weren't killed right yeah (laughs) yeah i'm not the only one so that's been around and so i looked it up because i was like hey Maybe that association didn't exist then and we're doing better now as like a civilization. No. So that that association has existed since 1940. Oh, my God. And yet it appears in this film that an animal was very definitely harmed. So I started digging into that more because I was upset. And so yeah. PBS did this really interesting article just a couple of years ago where they were talking about these investigations that have been done into animals in cinema and all these downplayed and underreported animal injuries mm-hmm. and even deaths that have occurred mm-hmm. most recently they talked about like life of pi you remember life of pi oh yeah i never actually saw it but i know that i read the book i know the concept yeah it's a good book it's a really good movie but like in the filming of it there was a bingle tiger obviously they had to actually use other than their cgi and he like nearly drowned on set and then you know at the end of the movie obviously aha slapped no animals were harmed in the movie. Blah, blah, blah. Right. So, hmm. I'm upset. Oh yeah, I mean, and that and that's a huge rabbit hole. Like, if we wanted to go down, which 
I recommend we not. I'm trying not like, to. I'm really trying not the to. The amount of animal cruelty that happens in movies or has happened is so egregious. Like, and you're right. Mm-hmm. And it's the, the war, more war movies and things like that are the ones where you really are like, what the hell happened? Like, was this real? Like, I remember the first time I realized that happened was in the original Mummy movie, um, and it's at the very beginning when. Um, all of those other people are like racing towards the ruins and they're shooting at yeah. them and like the horses are falling cause they're, you know, quote getting shot or whatever. And the way they do that effect is by tying ropes to the horse's feet <gasps> and pulling it to make them literally trip and fall. So they broke their legs, which if you're a horse, you don't get to have three legs. So that's fucked up moving right along. Yes. We get to meet Ralph again. Thank God. Thank God Ralph is back. Ralph is back. <laughs> to lighten like, oh, the mood. Ralph, we fucking missed you. And he's like, I'm at camp. You doomed. You doomed. Then- <laughs> he was so scary. I, like that was a, that I was love a solid him. little jump scare there. He's the best like, actor oh, in the fuck whole you, movie. Ralph. God How'd you get damn out of here? It, Ralph. Got me again. And so then the storm approaches and the mustachioed man who's sexually harassing his employees needs to go into town for reasons. <laughs> am I am I missing something? No, I'm pretty. I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, that he has no motivation. Yep. So <laughs> meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, we see people getting murdered one by one. Yes. So we have um, I forget who it is. One of the guys. I think the main like dude who isn't Bing Crosby's son mm-hmm. is like finds fight, sees this person in like a rain slicker and like follows them into ca- into a cabin, and then a rainstorm hits, and <laughs> these two characters come into the cabin because they're counselors, so obviously they have to get frisky, and so they're getting frisky in the bunks, unaware that their friend is dead above them, like in the bunk above, yeah, casually, yes. arm draped over, <laughs> like. Like, it's pretty obvious. Pretty obviously dead. Yeah, this is Kevin mm-hmm. Bacon and company member number one. They're like... No, it's not. Sense. It's not Kevin Bacon. Oh, it is, is it? It is Kevin Bacon. I literally lose track. They all look the it's same. true. Yeah, so Kevin Bacon okay. and one of the female counselors and are female counselor. very much having sex. And we get this nice little shot of Kevin Bacon's butt that's like sort of gently being caressed by her hand. Ooh, it's extensive. And we're like... Huh. Hmm. He, he, Kevin's bacon is exactly as flat as you think it is based on his pants. Kevin's bacon. <laughs> Poor guy. And he had been in a movie before this, too. What was it? It was like. He'd um, been in a couple of things. He was already kind of a deal, I think. He wasn't that much of a deal. Oh, come on. Hold on. I'm going to have to look it up. He was da, 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 da. Animal House. Oh, yeah. He was in Animal House. So Kevin Bacon was in Animal House in 78. Mm-hmm. And then very quickly was forgotten about. Apparently. And became camp counselor number three <laughs> in this movie. But so he's getting frisky with his friend yeah. and um, gets killed. He's Jack. That's who he is. Yeah. And he's sleeping and then he gets an arrow shoved upwards into his throat and it kills him. And then his like girlfriend hears a noise and um, gets axed in the face. More or less. Yeah. I do think that his murder, his death, I think, is, to me, was the most impressive. 
the the arrow the arrow throat. through the throat thing like i, I liked I thought it that I was, it was some good. of the best effects that they did as far as like someone getting murdered and it was i mean it was just so disturbing and i was in i was looking at how they did each of the different murders and the way that they did that mm-hmm. one it was basically a one shot you're done kind of shots so they made mm-hmm. a fake kevin bacon chest as you do yeah, I have one yeah. too. <laughs> and so Kevin Bacon's head, so he's like on his knees essentially, and it's just his head and then fake chest below, right? Okay. And so then they shove the arrow from below the bed through the fake chest, and the fake chest has like a little balloon of blood in it, right? That the yeah. arrow goes through. And so they could only shoot it once. And then Tom Savini, the special effects guy, he was under the bed with like a big syringe to push the blood into the balloon to make it squirt out, right? That's actually very impressive. Very impressive. However, um, the seal on the giant syringe was faulty, and so it couldn't Mm -hmm. maintain pressure and it couldn't push the blood. And so he ended up putting the tube in his mouth. No, no, no. I knew it. Oh, God. And blowing the blood out on his own, which is why there's a little bit of a delay and it just like starts squirting a few seconds later after the thing goes through. Mm-hmm. And then when they're done shooting, they look under the bed and there he is like literally soaked in blood. And I did, I had to notice in the film that the it didn't look like super fake corn syrupy blood like I expected from an old movie. It was mm-hmm. not. No, it doesn't. It was not fake blood. It was sheep's blood. Oh, fucking gross. It was real sheep's blood. So So disgusting. Tom Savini. Is a monster. If you're listening, go to counseling. Unspecified sheep's blood. Figure yourself out. That's disgusting. (laughs) Okay. Oh, my God. No, never have. I didn't watch Carrie and be like, "Mm, I would like this movie more if it was. If she was covered in blood. blood. My God, was okay. that really easier Nasty. to get? That's my question. It's not. No, it's not. It's really like not. Corn syrup ain't, cheap, ain't expensive. Their budget was six hundred thousand dollars. I wonder how much cheaper they could have done it if they were just going at normal standards <laughs> and using corn syrup, like the rest of the world. I can't even believe it. That's disgusting. No, we needed okay. a real movie, real effects. So, what is that? Three camp counselors down if we include the chef are we keeping count damn all right i don't know (laughs) well well and then the ones at the beginning as well one of which wasn't even an actor he was just a crew member and they were like down one (laughs) (laughs) that's right so he's dead smoke an axe in the face so now we're on to our next murder because they're pretty much rapid pace at this point yeah (laughs) Pretty much every scene is just it's a worth- setup for the next murder. Oh, we would be here all night if we didn't <laughs> cut to the chase. And one thing that is worth noting is that the ch 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 only happens if there's an actual murder that's about to happen or an actual scare where Mrs. Voorhees is present, right. which is kind of cool. It's also like really, again, really bad, blatant foreshadowing. <laughs> Okay, well, this isn't fucking Citizen Kane, okay? <laughs> it's Friday the 13th. Oh, God. I just can't believe. I was excited they did foreshadowing. I'm like, ooh. Amazing. They know something bad's going to happen before something. it happens. How'd they do that? Well, 
really do that. Oh my god. Okay, so who so, dies yes, next? Everyone's I don't dead. I think it's um. So we have Steve. Ah uh, yes, Steve. Steve is the camp director, I guess, who caressed one of his counselors on his way back into town. Idiot. Doesn't he know? If you think about sex in a horror film, you die. So Steve is out. He he was like, I got to go into town to get some stuff. He's just like at the local diner, like chilling out. Mm-hmm. And then he goes back to Camp Crystal Lake in the rain. But then... He gets stuck in the mud, I think. I yeah, I don't know. Steve's a mess. <laughs> Steve's a disaster. So he gets like back to camp by r- hitching a ride with the cop car, I think. And then um, mm-hmm. he starts to walk back to camp. And then he's murdered. I don't really remember. Steve gets he, murdered. Steve's, Steve's dead. Irrelevant. He was never really relevant. So he's dead now. He came and he left. So he, there's like a very long scene of Steve existing and then he gets murdered and we're like, oh, okay. And we're like, all right, cool. Didn't really need Great. development so, for him. Mm-hmm. So the lights go off all over camp. We have like three counselors left. One of them is Bing Crosby's son. And I hate calling him that because I know he specifically does not want to be that. And yet here he is. I don't, I don't remember his name. Hold on. Let me, I'm going to scroll Something up. Something Crosby. <laughs> God damn it. Harry. Harry. Right, Harry. God. Okay, so Harry is, you know. A Crosby. <laughs> he really is. He really is. So Harry's doing his thing. Oh, my God. I forgot my favorite part of the movie. Oh, my God. Which? The only part of the movie that gave me a genuine laugh, like a, like a full-on laugh, which was when the three of the counselors say, let let's play strip monopoly. Oh my god! I'll be the shoe. <laughs> Who the fuck plays strip monopoly? You would never get naked. <laughs> it would take so you long. Would die in your clothes. <laughs> strip monopoly. Like that's desperate times. Yes, that's my favorite part. I for- totally forgot. Strip monopoly. I'll be the shoe. <laughs> so anyway, back to um, Harry Crosby, unrelated. Yes. Power goes out. Harry's like, I'll figure it out because I'm the lead man. I'll make it the longest, but not for long. So he's try- he doesn't know what he's doing. He's trying to figure out how to turn the light back on. And then his girlfriend is like, where'd Harry go? I don't know. Goes out to try to find him and he finds his body pinned to the swinging door with like nine arrows holding him to the he's door. He's doing great. <laughs> and, and then this leads to our my favorite internet caption which is just a photo of Bill pinned to the door. And it says, oh, your dad's saying white Christmas? Cool. So how many arrows can you can we put in <laughs> you when you die? Incredible. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Alice runs away and hides. And she hears a vehicle and she thinks it's someone coming to help her. We and so have, she goes outside. Wait, how she, did the other girl die? She got axed in the face. We have another... In, Oh, yeah. There are she only two. She goes to find them, and she gets acted in the face in the in the bathroom. Yeah. She's in the bathroom singing to herself and gets The murders the blur together, people. The counselors all look matter. the same. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, we have one. It doesn't one matter. One character left. 
She's never and had it is sex. Alice. Alice is her name. Alice is the beautiful virgin counselor who is left, who was creepily stroked on the face by Steve. But she denied the camp him. director. So she didn't really. She just kind of didn't know what happened. Yeah, that's true. But she she she, she retained like, her purity. Um, I think is Miller's point. Thank God. <laughs> or who knows how this movie would have ended. So Alice is running and she sees this middle-aged woman outside and she's like, "I'm Mrs. Voorhees." And everyone who knows a little bit about horror is like, "Hmm. I think I know that name." <laughs> That just doesn't feel right. So what did you know about this? Because you, you know the Voorhees name. Only, and I cannot express this enough, only because you have said it. I knew Jason existed vaguely because I thought he was also Freddy Krueger. That, that yeah, line is yeah. still kind of fuzzy for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it, in one of these episodes, you said Jason Voorhees. I was like, oh, he has a last name? Interesting. I, I made like a little <laughs> mental note way back when. Fantastic. So we're just going <laughs> to blow through this because none of this matters. She's like, I'm the mother of the boy who drowned in 1957. And guess what? I murdered those counselors because they were dirty counselors who were paying attention to each other and not my son who drowned. And Alice is like, I was hired like three days ago. Oh, not me, lady. <laughs> I want to go home. And she's like, also, today is Jason's birthday. <laughs> As if that and, mattered. Like, what the fuck? And it's Friday the 13th, and it's a full moon, so I have a legal obligation to kill you. Yeah. Whips out her Bowie knife. And Alice is like, oh, crap. Runs, and um, she finds all these bodies in the process, and Mrs. Voorhees is just swinging at her and we have this big showdown on the dock well i like we wait this- i like the part when she's hiding in the in the main house right and she's in the kitchen trying to find a weapon i think she picks up like a a wood spoon at one point she's like Later. crying and really afraid and then like a body gets thrown through the window <laughs> like yeah little Ms. Right. he's like literally chucked a body through a window so mrs Voorhees has no chill i think we've established that zero chills. Mm-hmm. she axes her way into that pantry like nobody's business in right. filming she actually slapped um what's her name the alice, alice whatever. yeah whatever her, her name is like they, they there's this scene where they're like having like hand-to-hand type combat and like she had never done a movie like this because as we just said she was like yeah, because she like, was like the brady bunch right so she was like oh i it says i slap face. her so she just like she just wails on her, and then afterwards, Al- Alice's car- um, actress she's like, "What the fuck just happened?" <laughs> and she's like, "What?" And everyone's like, "You can't do that." <laughs> she's like, "I was told this would pay for my car." You tell me to slap somebody, I slap them. What is the <laughs> what is the problem here? Can I have my money? No one's ever gonna yeah, see my this money. I really matter. have other actual acting to get to. Right. Anyway, long story short. She gets decapitated. Um, <laughs> yeah, Alice manages to get a hold of the machete and decapitates her. To which Quite Mrs. Cleanly. Voorhees up very cleanly. And Mrs. Voorhees continues to like raise her fists and shake them to the sky. No head, just shaking her fists to the sky. Yes. And Alice, exhausted, falls asleep in a canoe. 
And then we have the sequence. And then we have the scariest part of the movie. So up until... Okay, don't even give me that face. Up until this point, I have not been afraid because the backdrop, the sound is like super giveaway. Like nothing surprising happens. You know it's going to... You know, like I'm not gored. I'm not particularly sensitive to like nothing about this movie was even remotely scary. Until this. I jumped. <laughs> Did you really? I, w- I genuinely didn't like it, Kate. Oh my God. It, nope. <laughs> How about you tell them? So um, we come to in the canoe. Alice is just asleep in this canoe. And she sees this police officer and she's trying to call out to her. And then out of nowhere, this deformed, naked, bald creature lunges out of Camp Crystal Lake and grabs her canoe and drags her under. Obviously being Jason Voorhees, who is the young boy who had drowned, who sparked Mrs. Voorhees trying to go ahead and stab every counselor she can see. And then she comes to and she's, ah, it was a dream. And she's in a, you know, hospital doing just fine. And the police officer tells her with not very much tact that everyone is dead. <laughs> She's like, is everyone dead? And he's like, yes, Yeah, ma'am. pretty much, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then she asks about Jason, and the officer says, we never found any boy, which makes sense because that was in the 50s. Yeah. But Alice says, then he's still there. Because, like, you're confused for a second because you think that was just like a dream sequence. but then It she was seemed, a dream but sequence. But then she seems convinced that it really happened. And, and on some level, it has to have happened, right? Because, like, Jason does, in fact, come back. Despite having not been in this movie until that exact I moment. I really hope you're not trying to bring logic into this franchise. <laughs> well, my favorite part of watching the... Um, the documentary on this movie is like they kept talking about this scene as if it was like the the peak in the plot line, right? And I'm like, you you have to have a like they're like everything is centered around this moment. I'm like, it's the last scene. It was a jump scare that the writers meant nothing by. Yeah. Literally, and I know this because all the producers who were like, Oh, bring in Jason Voorhees and the writers and directors are like, No. What? Why? <laughs> That was a jump scare. Oh my gosh. But people hold on to it like it's just This movie had you know, zero planning. Gospel. <laughs> no, it had zero planning, zero but plan. my god, they make a lot more money than we do. So Absolutely. like snaps to the Jason team. Snaps to you. So yeah, I mean and that's the movie. That's how the movie ends. That's how it ends. Yeah. And now we have to rank it. We do have to rank it. So, so for if for those are who are new, not familiar, for um, those who are not familiar, we have a ranking on nightlighthorrormovieclub.tumblr.com and it ranks Oh my god, I didn't see this thing you posted about trick or treat. I love it. Okay, so um it ranks I we have a movie scoreboard. I love it. We have a movie scoreboard that ranks every single movie we have ever discussed and we rank them in exact <sighs> order without any ambiguity or or arbitrary yeah, it's a garbage nature. fire. It's a garbage <laughs> fire. So, um, eek! All right, let's see. Friday the 13th. Where am I going to put this? So we have 30. This is our 33rd movie. Yes. 
So, okay. So, I think because it's, it's Halloween to... 2.0, mm-hmm. it's above that. <laughs> oh, it's better than Halloween. It's above that. saying a lot. Is it better than Friday the 13th? I don't think so. Hmm. So, for reference, Halloween is. Wait, is it better than Friday the 13th? That's what we just watched. That's the movie. Oh, God, I did it. <laughs> you oh did it. God. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Okay. This, this pot is calling this kettle black right now. I think happening. this pot has made this kettle black, to be fair. <laughs> so Halloween is 28 and Nightmare on Elm Street is 22. Mm-hmm. This is above Nightmare for me. I agree. It is not above Slumber Party Massacre. God, Slumber Party was so good. It's so good. And yet it's so low. Night Trap. Yeah. I mean. This is 22 for me. I mean, it just feels so low. Because, I mean, I just thought this movie is, it's so classic. I, like, this movie I get. I get why people got behind it, you know? Not that I like horror movies. I obviously don't. But I I, I understand it, right? Like, I get how. Do you? Do you, though? No, obviously not. I'm just saying things no, to like but appease like, the crowd. No, but I, no, Chris. I think you might. I think you might. I think I might have taught you a little something. I think I will never. I will never admit that if that's true. Oh, but you. But okay. like, I get it, right? Well, you like, know I, it's I can true. understand how this spurred a cult following, as you like to say. This is not a cult following. <laughs> okay, the one this movie literally that literally doesn't have a cult following. Um, it literally is our only movie that doesn't have a cult following because it is so popular. I'm pretty sure you said. I'm you pretty cannot, sure you said Halloween did. If I did, I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> literally okay. every movie has a cult. It has following. a cult following. <laughs> not possible, Kate. This movie has 12 sequels, so I would not call that a cult. So I don't know. I just like I expected this movie to go higher, but you're right. Like I don't think it can go above. Really, any of these. I mean, I think it's better than Trick or Treat, but we don't have to get back into that. Open wound. Open wound, Chris. Open wound. All right. So, okay. Below Slumber Party Massacre, though, for sure, because that one's lower than I wanted it to be anyways. So the new 22. That's where I want to put it. Yeah. Are you okay with that? I, yeah, let's do it. It's fine. I'm fine with it. Everything's meaningless, as we know. Ouch. But true. But true. <laughs> All right, so Yay. that's our scoreboard. Um, check it out at, on our Tumblr. Um, again, as we've alluded to many times, please email us your movie suggestions. Oh my god, we please. really I really love like um, watching the movies that you want us to watch. And again, I think it's really fun when Kate hasn't seen the movie, which is more often than I realize. Like I'm getting yeah, stumped quite a I'm few times. I'm starting to get the feeling like you're not a horror fan. You've seen like a couple. I've seen like five. Yeah. Well, now we've seen at least 33. You've seen at least 33. Keep emailing us. I love it. I love getting arguments and people who agree with me and random suggestions, but mostly people who agree with me. True. So keep it coming. Speaking of, though, uh, what are we watching next time? So we have two recommendations from our friend Brandon, who has contacted us with his recommendations. And we have... Dawn of the Dead, and we have the remake of Prom Night, which is a really great couple to choose from. 
I'm going to let Chris choose from this. Really? But I, I just, it was my turn last time. Oh, but that's what I did last time to you is I made you pick. Yeah. That's so fair. So here you go. You got two. You got two. You got Dawn of the Dead and you have Prom Night, the remake. Well, I've never heard of Prom Night. Mm-hmm. I've heard of Dawn of the Dead. Mm-hmm. So, but since we just did a big well-known one, let's do Prom Night remake. Prom Night remake. Here we come. Thank you very much, Brandon, for your suggestion. Yeah, thank you so much. We love Seriously, getting. I love it. We love getting recommendations, and we like, we do genuinely love talking with all of you. It's kind of fun. But it's super if fun. You want this club to grow, which hopefully you do, because you're an active member by attending this meeting. Um, we really, really appreciate um, getting reviews. Not just because we like getting positive reviews, but getting which don't reviews be, in general. Like, let's be real. We do. We like getting positive reviews. We do. Yeah, that's that's mm-hmm. really mostly it. But the more reviews we get, the bigger our club can grow. So it would be really, really awesome of you to just slap a couple stars on it and write a little something. Mm-hmm. Preferably five. Um, <laughs> but let us know. But you know. We have room to grow. Yeah. So um, if you're interested in joining this club, again, it's the Nightlight Horror Movie Club. And it's everywhere. It's Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud. Stitcher. Stitcher. We're everywhere. You cannot escape you us. You can't escape but us. But if you're interested in joining this club, it's kind of too late because you're already in it. Hello. Because you've been listening to our meeting. Welcome. You walked into the wrong classroom and stayed for the whole meeting. Mm. You poor sap. Too late. <laughs> The easiest way to become a club member is to su- subscribe. Just hit that subscribe button. Follow us every few weeks. <laughs> and we're going to talk about all things horror. You can also follow us, like I've talked about, on our Facebook. Instagram is a really big one. Twitter. We have a Tumblr. And we talk about things all about horror all week long. Yes, yes, yes. And feel free to hit us up with your scoreboard or your movie recommendations. And in the meantime... We will see you in two weeks or so with the remake of Prom Night. (gasps) Prom Night remake. Here we come. So this concludes our weekly meeting and we will see you guys next time. See ya. See ya.